In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison or come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Let's begin by talking about those who are blessed and inherit the kingdom. And it's, it's, it's good to remember that heaven exists and to meditate on heaven. And we know that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. We do not know what heaven is like. You know, we don't comprehend that. But we don't know nothing. You know, it would, be just, it would be just as false to claim that we don't know anything about heaven. We know that it's blessed. We know that it's a kingdom. We know that it's theosis. We know that it's the wedding feast of the Lamb where the righteous are wed to God in, you know, through, through the power of the incarnation and the ascension and the other mysteries, the divine economy. And that it's, it, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful and desirous, or desirable, I suppose, probably the better adjective there, and desirable. Um, when we think of, well, when we think of marriage on earth, when we think of love on earth, that's, that's a shadow of what heaven is like. Imagine the perfect marriage, real and complete and total unity with the perfect spouse who from the beginning of your existence has called you to himself and desires you to be with him, to be one with him for all eternity. And God the Father, who like the Father in the story of the prodigal son, says, you are always with me, 
and all that I have is yours. And our relationship with the Spirit, who vivifies us, who flows entirely through us, who and sort of effect effects the grace of God in our lives and deifies us so that we experience the reality of what it is to be a God, you know, little G God, but to be a God, to, to really be a heavenly being. Um, and to just take time to meditate on that. That's our goal. Everything we do is aimed at that. And so if we keep that before our eyes, it will help remind us, you know, when we fall and when we're tempted, well, what's at stake? What am I going to lose if I take the wrong path? But also, what am I, what am I going to be given if I love God? <clears throat> if, I, if I continue to live the kind of life that Christ is calling us to live?